Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is the We Are Going Up podcast. We've got the Football League covered. Hello and welcome to a special bonus mini episode of We Are Going Up. You can't get away from us at the minute, can you? Uh, I'm Mark Crossley. David Cameron Walker is here. Hello. How are you feeling after Saturday? Enjoyed it? Uh, after Saturday day, I'm fine. <laughs> How am I feeling after Saturday night? It's a different matter, but we won't go into that. Um, but I, I did not. enjoy it. I did enjoy Saturday. It was, it was good as well. So if you uh, just listened to us for the first time on Saturday in our 149th episode, uh, we went along to London Road, the A-back stadium, our first ever trip to Peterborough. We drew this game out of a hat as a random football league fixture to go to a few weeks ago. Peterborough against Bradford. Big storyline surrounding both clubs at the minute, obviously. And we had fun, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the game itself wasn't much to write home about, <laughs> no. as, as you will have no doubt heard if you've listened. But I think it was good just to speak to the Peterborough fans, as well as the Bradford fans, ahead of their big big weekend coming up next week. But uh, it was interesting to canvas the opinions of the Peterborough fans and what they felt about Ferguson, what they felt about some of the names being touted as his replacement. Um, and it certainly wasn't a unanimous choice, was there? No. Uh, right, if you missed it then on Saturday or you haven't listened to it yet, we'd like you to listen to the whole thing. So if you subscribe to us on iTunes, search for We Are Going Up uh, you'll find it there the full one hour uh, 12 minute show which has got interviews uh, with journalists with fans we speak to the managers at the end of the game there's our commentary highlights as well so go and listen to the whole thing however if you want it condensed down to three minutes have a listen to this We Are Going Up live Half time draw, 50p. Brigham's three pounds. As is customary on these live editions, DC. I'm going to leave it to you to describe where we are. We are at the Abax. Abax? Tomato, tomato. <laughs> the Abax Stadium, uh, aka London Road, the home of Peterborough United. Hi, I'm Jamie Jones. I'm the host of the unofficial Posh Fans podcast, Standing on the Glebe. I genuinely think the Posh Fans have done brilliantly not, not to turn on the team. I think anywhere else, um, he would probably have been hounded out long, long ago. It had been coming for a little while, and really it could have happened at any time in the last three months. Um, but yes, it's, it's sad to see him go, but the club needed to move on, and I think so did he. We have got, without doubt, in my opinion, the best chairman in the football league yes he likes to interfere when you put the money he's put in I think you're perfectly entitled to personally myself I want to see someone come in with fresh ideas with sort of a bit of innovation that you can see on the pitch I'd love to see sort of a Warburton or a Rosler but I know they're ambitious targets very ambitious targets because they'll probably get championship jobs but that's the style of manager I want probably Keith Hill from Rochdale or Alexander from Fleet would be good managers Matt McCann till the end of the season bit of confidence in the team Uh, one name that has been linked quite heavily with the job is Steve Evans uh, what would you think about him? Not a chance. <laughs> Hi, I'm Simon Parker, the Bradford Telegraph and Argus Bradford City reporter. These cut runs come along every now and again, don't they? Yeah, it's um, it's a bit surreal at the moment. You know, it's uh, just as it was two years ago. It just seemed to be keep going and going and going and it's you know I think most people sort of pinch themselves and think that was a once in a lifetime and it's happening again it's been unbelievable I mean after Capital One Cup final and uh, semi-finals we're just doing it all again two seasons ago was an absolute dream 
um, after 10 years of hell watching Bradford City. And uh, But this year's been fabulous. It's the manager, really, I think. Um, people want to play for Phil Parkinson. to take anything away from Bradford because it's, it's been really successful for them but it's quite clear and quite easy to work out what their sort of tactic is isn't it it's where's John Stead can I lump it to him <laughs> if not lump it in the channel <laughs> seems to be the people you know pretty much cheerleaders in front of us and there's this one guy who um, he turned around he did and just gave me a gave me a sort of raised eyebrows kind of <laughs> wink wink nudge nudge oi, oi. flows into the back post this is a chance oh the oh it's in the net they've scored it's in the back of the net Peterborough United take the lead and that's the way we like it no. <laughs> now like it we like it we like it this to probably win it for Peterborough Boswick scores down the middle the refs give a soft one of the softest penalty decisions I've seen in a long time yeah I have spoken to the chairman listen obviously it's a, it's a great result we are going up on the road so that was our trip to uh, Peterborough at the weekend condensed down into just three minutes. The posh two, Bradford City nil. And right now, DC, it's time to hear from uh, a man who champions the posh, uh, certainly in the national media more than anyone I can think of, uh, Talk Sports' very own Adrian Durham. Yeah, and Adrian's a, a massive Peterborough fan, as I'm sure everybody knows. Uh, Peterborough certainly get their fair share of mentions on Match Day Live every Saturday afternoon. Um, and he's actually, he cares about the club so much, as you're about to find out. He considers himself a genuine option to be the club's <laughs> next manager, believe it or not. Here it is then, our chat with Adrian. We spoke to him a few minutes ago and I started by asking him what his reaction was when he heard the news of Darren Ferguson sacking last Saturday. Disappointed because uh, he's probably, in my opinion, the best minute manager we've ever had. Um, and I think it's less than a year since we won at Wembley. Winning a trophy at Wembley is something special in my book, but for some fans, they don't see it as success. So um, for me, I was disappointed, but it's fair to say he'd lost his way in, in recent months, no question. The results were terrible. We've read your Mail Online column this week um, where you say you've officially applied for the Peterborough <laughs> job. What would you like to see the next manager bring to Peterborough United? Because last time you got rid of Darren Ferguson, you went through quite a tricky spell of appointing various managers. You don't want a repeat of that. What would you like to see the new manager bring, whoever it is? First and foremost, above everything else, exciting football. Um, and that was one of the great things about Darren Ferguson. Some of the football we played was sensational. He got the best out of some really good players, some of whom are now playing in the Premier League. Uh, we were renowned for scoring a lot of goals, sometimes conceded quite a lot of goals as well, but always the games were exciting. You turned up at London Road thinking, I don't know what's going to happen today, but I think we went, uh, we must have gone over 100 games or something without getting a nil-nil draw at one point, and that's what it was all about for me, scoring goals, trying to outscore the opposition. Sounds a bit Barry Fry-esque, which is appropriate, <laughs> but that's what I want to see first and foremost. A lot of fans just think we, we need to get back into the championship, and that's the priority, but... For me, I see us, I've been supporting them a long time, 40 years. So for me, I've always thought we were a, a fourth tier club. So to be in where we are now, for me, is something special. So I think League One's about our level. If they want to improve on that, the fan base has got to go up, the crowds have got to go up. So I don't see us as a, as a championship club. And when we're up there, we're easily punching above our weight. So that would be something special. But I think the priority for me is, is exciting football. This group of players, Adrian, have, have taken a bit of stick in the wake of, of Darren Ferguson leaving the club, Jimmy Walker came out, one of the coaches who's left as well, had a go at the players, said they let him down. The players themselves, some of them have said, we let the manager down. 
Do you think this squad of players that's been left behind by Darren Ferguson is good enough with the right manager to to have success now or do you think it needs a complete rebuilding of the team um, it's a great question I think that uh, there are some players definitely let Darren Ferguson down but he made mistakes within the squad I mean alienating isolating and eventually letting Grant McCann go was a massive massive error because he's fantastic off the field great with the fans great with other players as well and even though his legs wouldn't carry him through 90 minutes I still think he could have offered something on the pitch so as soon as he'd gone that for me gave the message to all those players who wanted to cause trouble and not do their jobs properly yeah you might as well do it because there'll be no Grant McCann's coming after you giving you an arm around the shoulder or a punch on the arm saying you better do your job properly so as soon as he'd gone I thought that was going to be the end of of Darren Ferguson Um, so I think that uh, a new manager coming in will immediately have that job of, of getting those players back on side but I don't think it'll be too difficult because fundamentally they're not bad players and so I think it's going to be, for a, for a decent manager, which is what I hope we'll appoint, it's going to be a, a fairly routine job getting them on side, getting them playing together as a team and getting winning football going and decent football going is a different matter altogether. Dave Robertson made a, a good start to to his spell, you know, his caretaker manager. He said after the match that, you know, with tongue-in-cheek, <laughs> I suppose that if the chairman doesn't give me the job, he'd be mad. But he does definitely want to be considered to be a candidate to be the full-time manager of Peterborough not got any experience at managing a, a team you know in the football league at any sort of professional level but uh, he wants to go do you think he could do it or would you want someone I mean even if he impresses would you still want someone you know with a track record like all of us who've applied for the job <laughs> we all think the chairman would be mad not to appoint us so uh, we're all in the same boat there Dave is a lovely guy a really lovely guy who's worked wonders with the academy and again it's another problem Darren Ferguson had he let two players from the academy go and I really didn't understand it at all it's almost like he was saying I've got no faith in this academy and they've gone to Stevenage they should do quite well in my opinion so I think that there was a, a breakdown there but with Dave I think his best work is with the academy I'm not, I'm not saying this because I want the job ahead of him uh, but I'm just saying this because Uh, I think that's where Dave is best placed it's okay taking over a team that is tired of the old manager and for me that was a fairly easy job on Saturday getting those players on side he picked an amazing team I don't think anybody saw that coming you know there were some really strange picks in there but it, it worked he knew what he was doing and when they're all happy and they're obviously happy because the last manager is gone some of them clearly didn't get on with him that's fine however I think the problem he's got is as soon as there is a problem within the squad there's a bit of dissent from one player or he leaves a player out and he's not happy starts causing a problem in the dressing room I think Dave Robertson will then be a new area new territory for him as a manager I believe we need either me or somebody experienced to do the job so um, as much as I love Dave and I really do uh, and if he gets it I'll back him all the way but I don't think he's the right man going forward he could be a number two <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really want him to work with the academy I mean I've spoken to some of the academy boys and they absolutely love him what, what he does with them it's fantastic and there's some real talented players down there so I'd rather he carried on that good work to be honest well talking about talented players the track list of players that have come through at Peterborough and now playing in the Premier League or playing in the Championship is incredible but I suppose there's only you know you can't have 100% success with sort of young players coming in um, so perhaps that's come back to cost you the fact that you've let players like Samba Lomba uh, leave at the start of the season when he was seemingly uh, going to be with you yeah no, absolutely right I, I think that uh, the timing of some of those uh, there's two in particular that really get me George Boyd who was hitting the form of his life for us and then we let him go and three months later we're relegated keep him to the end of the season he's going to go on a free anyway keep him to the end of the season better chance of staying up I really didn't understand that one 
and then Asamba Longa, who we, we all thought was going to stay, we were told was going to stay. The players, I mean, they did a pre-season uh, interview with Connor Washington. Those were the that was the new strike partnership. They seem to be getting on fine. And days later, just before the season starts, he's gone. So I could understand, you know, the the bid that came in is hard to turn down. The fact that he's going to be playing at a higher level is hard for him to turn down. Totally understand that. So it all made sense. But don't tell us that these players aren't going to go if actually the right big comes in and they go. So we were, we were led down a garden path there. But I think it's one of the problems of having a successful and exciting side that the players will uh, be wanted elsewhere. We don't pay much in terms of wages. We can't. Our crowds are six or 7,000, so we haven't got that income without breaking financial fair play rules. So um, it, it's a, it's a catch-22 situation to an extent, but I think the club manage it quite well by regenerating. But dare I say, posher like Borussia Dortmund, <laughs> if, uh, if you keep selling your best players... It is incredibly difficult to sustain success, and that's exactly what's happened to us this season, I think. Steve Evans is a name that's been linked with the job. He's up there in terms of the odds for, from the bookies to take over. Currently uh, at Rotherham in the Championship, getting a big win for them against Millwall at the weekend. But when we were at uh, London Road at the weekend, we asked a lot of fans who they'd like, and Steve Evans' name, when it came up, almost universally was met with a shake of the head and you know a lot of people saying no chance straight out straight off the bat uh, what would you think about that if he got the job well I think they're idiots <laughs> I really do I, I cannot understand that at all uh, this track record is well were, they, were they basing it on stuff off the field yeah a lot of them was were, it, yeah, yeah talk so, about Boston blimey I mean yeah. you know time ago listen Darren Ferguson had issues off the field it didn't stop him being one of the most successful managers we've ever had so uh, I cannot understand that at all I know there were, there were problems uh, with Steve Evans but one of the great things they're not a lot of people realise about Steve Evans is he's lived around the Peterborough area for years and he also learned how to be a manager by watching what the then posh manager Chris Turner did and he took us up uh, two promotions in a row winning at Wembley I think we finished 10th in the second tier our highest ever finish um, and it was an amazing time for the football club back in the early 90s and Steve Evans had just arrived in the area. He was a, a local non-league manager. I mean, really way down the pyramid. Um, and he had a, a full-time job selling washing machines, I think, or tumble dryers. And uh, so he watched Chris Turner, watched Posh uh, from afar, learned how to manage. And he's taken that into his management career. And that's how he manages. Now, you ask any Posh fans of a certain generation if they'd like to go back to that football that we were watching then and they absolutely would say yes. So I cannot understand it uh, if, if Posh fans don't want him. It's perfect, uh, in my opinion. He gets the ball forward quickly. Uh, it might not be a purest stream, but he gets the ball forward quickly. His team score and concede a lot of goals. It's exactly what the posh fans are used to, and I think it's what they want football-wise. I wanted to ask you about Darren Ferguson as well. Um, when he left the first time, I think he went to Preston. It didn't really work out for him. Where do you see his managerial career going uh, from this point onwards? If a championship job came up tomorrow, do you think he'd be in with a chance of getting it, or is he going to have to sell for another League One? I think job? it's League One at at the highest I think by the way with Preston that is have a look at Preston that's a basket case of a club mm. up until now and they might not even get promoted yeah. this season but there's a lot of managers who've been successful elsewhere have gone to Graham Preston Wesley. and failed yeah. so I think that you've got to look at what's going on at the football club before you judge the manager mm. and what happened to PNE. so I think um, in terms of Darren Ferguson listen he's, he's had three promotions you know he, in a short space of time he came in uh, to posh mid-season the last time we went up and we were around seventh, not playing great football. He took us up through the playoffs. I mean, to, to get 54 points in the championship and get relegated, it was heartbreaking. Uh, and it's also a record as well. So he can actually get points at that level. He's got a lot of uh, things that, for me, he doesn't do quite right. He makes promises he can't keep to the fans. He should just sort of stay quiet, let the football do the talking a lot of times. I mean, he'll start a season saying, yes, we're definitely getting promoted. And 
you kind of like the ambition, but as soon as it doesn't happen, people will hit you with that. So just let the football do the talking a bit more. Cannot change a game midway through. I mean, it's virtually impossible for him to do that. So he really needs to work on that. But I think if you're a, a chairman of a League One club and you have ambitions to get in the championship, he's an ideal appointment. And this is why I didn't want him to go, really, because that's what we wanted to do. <laughs> um, admittedly, he had lost his way. So a fresh start at another League One club. I could see him actually utilising the tools that he's, he's had before to get promotion out of that division to do it yet again. So he's got a history of success in League One, definitely a history of success in League Two. I can't understand why a chairman of, of certain clubs wouldn't want to appoint him ideal. How do you see the promotion race in League One going? I mean, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a chance it's so tight. Posh could still be in it if you you know pick up some real good form in terms of the playoffs. So many teams could still get in the playoffs. But of course, you've got the the top end: Bristol City, MK Don, Swindon, maybe Preston as well, all vying for automatic spots. I mean, it's so tight at the top, isn't it? Oh, it is. It's a ridiculous division, to be honest. The way Crawley are going, they could go up automatically. It's just it's absolutely insane. So um, I would rule Posh out. I just don't think we're good enough, uh, to be honest. I, I I see that Bristol City. I said before the season started it's, it's not rocket science um, with their budget and everything going for them that they were going to win the title so I'll be surprised if that doesn't happen MK Dons have surprised everyone I think because last season they kind of fell away a little bit and people thought that might continue because the budget there has been slashed dramatically and I think Carl Robinson this season has proved himself and I really like for his sake for them to go up in second place they're supposed to be Peter's rivals but they're not really um, but I, I just look at what he's doing there the job they're doing as a club as well bringing players through the academy um, and I really hope that they go up um, in second place. The playoffs, I don't think you can look further than Sheffield United because their cup success tells you that in that short form... They've fluffed their lines in the playoffs though a lot of times. They have, they? but I mean... So have Preston. It's just that they're used to cup football, <laughs> yeah. you know, so they're, they're used to that knockout style of football. So uh, I, I just think that they're a, a no-brainer. Uh, to go up through the playoffs if not automatically as long so. as they can finish a penalty shootout off before it gets to the goalkeepers right. <laughs> <laughs> that was very true but I, I think it's a great division really great division and to still be in with a chance after the run we've had since October is shows you how ridiculous the division is it is shaping up nicely that was uh, Talk Sports very own Adrian Durham you can hear him on Match Day Live every single Saturday afternoon from one and on uh, drive as well four till seven on Talk Sports weekdays good to chat to Adrian it was I mean it's good to hear I mean the one thing is I suppose you, you you hear Andrew so much on the radio and obviously most of the time he's concerned talking about the top end of the Premier League or England or whatever it is and it's, it's interesting to hear his views on Peterborough because you know, he is a, a genuine posh fan he, when he has days off on Match Day Live he'll go and travel away with the, with the Peterborough supporters he'll go to games he takes a lot of you know, real keen interest in what's going on there and you know cares a lot about the club he's a, he's a proper fan and uh, just uh, that little chat at the end there it reminds me how sort of close it's all getting now I think there's only like 13 games to go 12 games to go Mad, looking at the it, yeah. tables this morning very exciting few months ahead that is it for this mini episode of We Are Going Up remember you can listen to the full show from Peterborough Bradford on Saturday if you subscribe to us on iTunes you can listen on Acast uh, get us on SoundCloud as well uh, just go to wearegoingup.co.uk if you'd like to stream it while you work or whatever you can do it there you can also sign up for a free audiobook at audible.co.uk slash going up and you can sign up for a special Paddy Power offer and for the football pools if you go to wearegoingup.co.uk thanks to Adrian that's it Mark, yes. before you stop, what? Uh, before you finish, what are you doing on Tuesday night? Tuesday night, I don't know. You do know you, you have to come to Vicarage Road with me now, don't you? Why? We won 3-0 your first visit. Who are you playing? We're playing Fulham. You're, you're a good luck charm. I think I'm washing my hair. Come on, mate. No. <laughs> uh, right, that is it. We'll leave it there. We're back next time on We Are Going Up. This is the We Are Going Up podcast. We've got the Football League covered. <laughs> 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.